Empress of Spears by Anthony Riches Read by Saul Reichlin Prologue Rome, August A.D. 182 the first of the young senator's bodyguards died slowly, choking to death on the cobbles with his sword only half-drawn from its scabbard. He stared up at his killer with bulging eyes while the assassin turned away from him and drew his gladius, facing the younger of the two men with a grim smile. He had stepped out of a side alley in a street whose sudden quiet should have been enough of a warning to an experienced man, punching a half-fist into the veteran soldier's throat before the bodyguard had the time to realize that he was under attack. The senator and his remaining protector fell back a few paces, both men staring in amazement at their companion as he writhed and kicked in the throes of his death spasm. Another man stepped from the alley's shadows in the killer's wake and leaned against the wall of a shop in the late afternoon's warmth, his face set in an expression of boredom. Where the bodyguard's murderer was heavy-set, with arms that rippled with hard muscle, the man that accompanied him was tall and thin. His voice, when he spoke, was agreeable and almost soothing in the softness of its tone. Greeting, Tiberius Sulpicius Quirinius. Forgive me, but I can't help thinking that you've made something of a blunder in your choice of protection today. Hiring retired soldiers is all very well, but they do tend to know more about throwing spears at barbarians than the dangers of the streets, as your man here is so noisily demonstrating. And the savings to be had from hiring a boy to do a man's work are so often outweighed by the resulting costs. Wouldn't you agree, Senator Quirinius, given that you chose to chance a district as rough as the Subura with only these two innocents for protection? The prostrate bodyguard shuddered in one last desperate effort to breathe through his ruptured throat and then sagged back to lie still on the stones. Quirinius drew himself up, staring at the taller of the two men with an air of confidence that he was a long way from feeling. What in Hades do you think you're doing? Who are you to challenge an unarmed senator of Rome in the open street? The thin man smiled widely, spreading his hands in greeting. Who am I, senator? I'm Tiberius Varius Exingus, and I'm one of the emperor's corn officers. This is my colleague, Quintus Cestius Rapax. He's a Praetorian officer, believe it or not, but he's never lost the taste for killing, even after his richly deserved promotion to Centurion. As to what we are doing, well, you might be a senator, but you're clearly still wet behind the ears, or you might have been a little more careful in the last few hours. The Praetorian's eyes were alive with calculation as he stepped in to face the remaining bodyguard. He nodded to the boy, barely fifteen from the look of it, then pointed back with his sword at the uniformed men who were guarding the far end of the street from prying eyes, his voice harsh from years of bellowing orders across parade grounds. You're staying to fight then, eh, boy? 
You can still save yourself if you run now. My men will let you leave if you drop the sword and walk away. He waited, watching the conflicting emotions play out on the boy's face. No? The bodyguard shook his head, wide-eyed and clearly terrified, but either unwilling or simply unable to turn and run, and the Praetorian laughed softly. Just as well. They'd probably have killed you, if only for fun, or just because you've seen my face. And you, Senator, will you not be joining the fight? You've got no weapon, I suppose. Only a fool would have walked into a trap like this without a blade of some nature. But I